Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Mike and Melissa have grown so much as a couple in their first year. After putting a ton of effort into choosing what to wear to their first house party, they quickly find themselves taking it off. Melissa also gets her chance at the ropes and gets to be naked in front of a room full of people as Tommy ties her up. And we're back at the sex apartment. Back again. Mike and Melissa, this time Melissa No Pants. Hey. Welcome, welcome. They're trying to get me to relax a little more. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, she loves having no pants on. It should work out pretty well. I'll be good. This is going to distract the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> we last left off at your first experience. I know you guys have some fun stories, and there is an entertaining story that I'm looking forward to hearing because I was texted by two people about this story, but we won't get into that one yet. Let's jump right into some of your favorite moments. My favorite one is our first house party. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Early on, we met these friends that we had gone out to dinner with and just hit it off like immediately. So this was very, very early on after we got into this. After hanging out with them a few times, they were throwing a house party and invited us. And we knew nobody else, right? We were the new people into this group. No idea what to expect. By the way, I'm the diva in our relationship. Okay. (laughs) So that doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is as soon as people get to know me, it doesn't surprise anybody. I'm Melissa. We got to go shopping. I need you. I don't have an outfit. Like it's a house party. We need I need sexy jeans. I need a new shirt. Like we gotta go shopping. I need your help. Like I can't wear anything in the closet. What do you wear to a house party? I don't even know. Should I buy a tux? Let's stick with sexy jeans. So I think we texted our friends like at least once a day with a question. What do I wear? Who's gonna be there? How does this work? Do we just all show up and get naked? Is there like a big puppy pile like in the middle of the living room? We had no idea how this worked. We didn't know puppy pile was a thing at the time, like right? (laughs) No, but we didn't know what to wear and we didn't know how to talk to other people. We were very, very new. Like we had only talked to a couple different couples that we had met on SLS, but we had never been to any kind of group. So this was only one-on-one dates to this point or two-on-two dates, however. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did they tell you to wear? Just something cute. I ended up wearing a, just a little cute little dress. It was actually kind of funny because I texted my sister and I was like, do you have a slinky little dress I can wear? And she texted me back a pineapple. <laughs> and I was like, um, watermelon? And I texted back watermelon because I was like, because um, she does not know that I'm. So sure, I, was, I mean, a, obviously, there's some kind of uh, yeah. like a pineapple. Is that really that random? Oh, she probably knows. not. She totally knows. She totally knows. No doubt. But I wore a little dress, and then we were told that the girls should bring something to change into about halfway through, like lingerie ish. Mm-hmm. So I brought something 
Be modest compared to what everyone else is wearing. So I got this tuckless blue athletic button down and I wore actually these same buffalo jeans that I'm wearing. You're such a fucking diva. Right? (laughs) I have no idea what tuckless or buffalo is, but that's cool. Whatever. Keep going. (laughs) So They make his ass look good. Thank you. I appreciate that. So while I can be a diva, you have to know that I live in a tight t-shirt and a pair of $20 Wranglers and combat boots. That's what I wear 90% if I'm not. Yeah, that's what I wear all the time. But I wanted to look good. I was excited we got an invite. These people that invited us. I, I, <laughs> they're the most expensive pair of jeans I've ever bought in my they life. They were really expensive. Like, I'm really cheap, so quite pricey. Oh, Melissa's very cheap. <laughs> Super cheap. Um, I wanted to impress Cheap's our friends that invited us and everybody that was going to be there, but had no clue what to expect. It was super crazy. A number of the couples like kind of showed up and and we only knew the original couple that invited us to the party. We didn't know anyone else. There was four other couples, I believe. We were definitely the babies of the situation. Um, now, did all of those people know each other? Pretty much. I think one couple was pretty new. They only knew one of the other couples, but the rest kind of knew each other. We were kind of the newbies and we were the fresh meat of the couple. It was fun. Everybody came up and talked to us and we got to meet so many awesome couples and we're still friends to this day with a number of them um, and call them amazing friends. We're very, very, very thankful for that party. <laughs> what a fucking party it was. Mm-hmm. I was in heaven. I mean, I almost actually went to heaven. He did Um, almost die at one point. So um, all of a sudden it was like, all right, hey girls, we're going to go change. No, time out. (laughs) They went upstairs, they changed. And they all like filed back down the stairs. And this is when I realized I'm in heaven right now. This is absolutely amazing. I'm just watching beautiful woman after beautiful woman walk down the stairs and almost nothing. At times, that's even better than nothing. It mm-hmm. just a little to the imagination. It just accents the curves. It leaves something to be desired. There's something so sexy about a woman being confident in the lingerie that they're wearing. The entire staircase was full of confident women in sexy lingerie. So they walked down the stairs. One of the gentlemen there was the self-appointed quality assurance inspector. (laughs) (laughs) Self-appointed. He was checking out everybody's asses. Do you know who went back into that line five, six times to be inspected? That was me. (laughs) And as I'm sitting here looking at your ass, I can understand why. (laughs) She thoroughly enjoyed getting that vote of reassurance. Like, yep. Yep, that's a fine ass there, Melissa. It's really funny because the outfit that I decided to wear for that night, it covered more than anything that I've ever worn, even out to a club in the last couple of months. It was lingerie, but it covered a lot. I have definitely come out of my shell a lot since then. Once Melissa got through ass inspection about six times, every time she got reassured that it was absolutely fine. What did the ass inspection include? Was it just he was checking out your ass? You'd walk by him and he'd like look down, give it a good gaze. He'd almost brush up against you with his cock and then a little uh, double ass grab squeeze like you have a fine ass here. Did he give you like a rating? What, what was the? No, I don't there, think there was, was no like rating. <laughs> More of a pass fail kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, I think pass I passed. Yeah. I think I passed. You think? <laughs> I definitely passed. Six times? Is that how many? <laughs> At least. Are you sure? <laughs> Check it again, yeah. please. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. It was only a matter of minutes before we were put in a line and marched upstairs to the playroom. And all of a sudden, everybody was naked. And that lingerie that we spent 10 minutes changing into was on the floor in seconds. There was just people everywhere, people touching 
everybody, everyone and their brother was grabbing Mike and dragging him off to the side. They had their eyes on him the whole night, just waiting to get a piece of him. <laughs> it, w- it was quite fun to watch. And you say quite fun. So jealousy didn't hit there. You were all good. I didn't. No, I was good. I was getting quite the attention myself. I mean, at one point, I mean, I think there was like four people that were on me, touching me. At one point I had somebody, I had a girl that was basically 69ing with me. She had <laughs> squirted all over my face. I was literally drowning. There was somebody who was coming up behind her. She was getting fucked right over top of my head. And then all of a sudden someone was in me and I will tell you, it was one of the hottest things I've ever experienced, knowing that somebody who I didn't know was in me, and I just could, like, guess of who it was. Now, did you guess right? I did, oh. actually. <laughs> I did actually know who it was. Just the thought of, like, that feeling of, I'm not sure who it is. Now, granted, this was a group situation, and so I was completely okay with anyone who was in that room. Um, so this wasn't, like, a, a crazy club experience where I'm in, like, a glory core like, hole. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, some random stranger was in me. I'm a little, I'm not quite there yet. Um, or ever. Yeah, fuck, you fuck ever. You said yeah. We are. Um, but like, we are the do anything couple. It was one of the most amazing experiences. Just all of a sudden, there was somebody there, and it was just I couldn't see them, no matter what I did, because there was a vagina on my face, so I couldn't see anything. But it was quite the experience. Yeah, everybody was in one room. Is that everyone was in one room? There was one of the yoga chairs. Okay, and then there was two beds, but everybody was just spread all over the place. So Mike almost died. I absolutely almost died and it would have been the best way ever to go there's ever time to go that's it so you just needed five minutes as this as this started no this was not a uh i just came and i need five minutes to recuperate this was a i just got fucking waterboarded i've got fluid in my lungs i the biggest smile on my face ever i need a few minutes to try to breathe and get my heart rate to come back down from like 200 so I'm pretty sure you remember that bridge um, fucking move that Mike pulled. <laughs> I remember it. Okay. <laughs> Nessa remembers it. This was like his first time ever doing that one. And he completely exhausted himself and pretty sure his heart rate was 200. This is when I met Claire. And it was wonderful. And she almost killed me. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. As this all starts, we walk upstairs. Everybody's getting naked quick. I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm looking around the room for our friend that invited us. Like, well, what do we do? And I get grabbed and I get pulled to a bed by one of the women that I've never met until that night. We start playing. We're having fun. She's squirting all over. All of a sudden, then Melissa gets pushed up next to her and Melissa starts playing with her and I get drug off to another bed. I'm on this bed and there's two women that are playing with me kind of back and forth. And eventually the one leaves. I'm laying on my back. This beautiful woman, Claire, gets on top of me. This is awesome. This chick is hot. I've never met you before. I'm into this. Let's do this. (laughs) As things are moving forward, I somehow how I get myself into this bridge position. What I mean by a bridge is the only two things that are touching the bed are my heels and the back of my head. The rest of my body is up in the air. As <laughs> Nessa smiles and nods, I know I'm this like, yeah, position. I know this. And this, this Sounds chick, familiar. <laughs> it's a great position. It's great. Like, I it's agree. It's fucking fun to watch. <laughs> Not a chance in hell I could do it, but it's fun to fucking watch. <laughs> Look, it's I'm I'm willing to You'd commit be carrying more. Carrying me out of this, there's no fucking way. 
I'm willing to commit more time to my workouts to be able to be in that position longer. Yeah, it's workouts. an enjoyable position. It's worth it. Oh, it's fun. And not just for him. <laughs> no, say. it's definitely noticed. Fun. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. So I'm in this position and Claire is riding me really aggressive and I am loving it. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting on this position. Like I will stay here <laughs> until I die. And we almost found that point. So, <laughs> Came close. Yeah, there was a lot of coming involved. Um, but we get to a point where I have held this position for so long trying to commit to, I don't know where the end of this is, but I'm sticking with it. I get to the point where my heart rate is so high, the bed is so wet, I can't catch my breath. She gets off, I hit the bed. I'm seeing stars. <laughs> like I have surpassed any reasonable expectation of cardiovascular fitness. I'm ready to pass out. Everybody else is done in the room and I'm laying there by myself, soaking wet in everything you could imagine, and I'm not getting up. Claire comes over to me, and she's like, um, honey, I think I killed him. <laughs> I'm like, he'll be okay, honey. He'll be okay. I can totally hear that from her. Yeah, well, like, this is like, rub some dirt on it. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It was amazing, but it was so bad that I was, after everybody left the room, I was like, all right. I'm sneaking off and going to find the first shower I can find upstairs here. And everybody else went back downstairs to continue the party. I laid in that bed for another 10 minutes to collect myself because I was spent. Like I was, I had nothing left. And I did. I waited oh, for no, everybody to leave. You had more left. Oh yeah, you're right. I did have more left. But I, I but needed, at that moment, I, I needed more than five minutes. You didn't think you did, I needed but some you time. Did. So after everybody left, I snuck off and took a shower and then came back down and joined the party a little bit later on. Yep. But that was only the first part of the party. A couple of people left. Towards the end, we had a we had a little round two action with a couple of the people, and it was amazing. We had recovered. We played a little bit of pool. We started playing for a second time. And I had gone off into this other room that you could you could look out of this and you could see the couches. This friend and I went off to this room. We started playing and we could look out of the room and we could see Melissa and her new friend and uh, the other two still out there too. We had no idea that he could see us because <laughs> they were kind of in the dark, but they could see all the faces. I also saw you fall off the couch at one point. <laughs> I time. did fall off the couch <laughs> at one point. <laughs> So I'm in the weight room and we are going at it, just having an amazing time. We're on top of the weight bench, we're on the floor, we're rolling everywhere and it is just hot as hell. Halfway through it, she gets my attention and she's like, look out the door. So I'm looking out the door and we can see the other four outside on the couch in their own area. We turn and reposition you know, she faces to where she's looking out the door and I'm behind her and we're watching her husband with a friend and my wife with another friend. We're totally just enjoying watching them enjoy themselves. And I'm behind her and I'm fucking her doggy style. And we're both wrapped up to not only are we wrapped up into what everybody else is doing, but we're enjoying the hell out of each other as we're experiencing what both of our spouses is doing. There are neon lights in there everything's glowing and <laughs> melissa's making noises she's going at it falls off the couch at one point in time there's a little bit of laughing going on but they fall off the couch they laugh it off and they go right back out at it right on the floor almost like they didn't miss a beat 
I've never had that experience before. And it was so fucking hot to be able to be enjoying myself with a friend and watching my wife enjoy herself with a friend. It was by far that party was my best experience ever. It's pretty amazing. Definitely drove home both thinking what just happened we <laughs> we met some of the greatest friends ever that night we're friends with all of them to this day yeah like so they're, much they're phenomenal people just great people meeting people through people like we've really found to be like one of the most amazing amazing parts of this whole thing this whole lifestyle i love it how much more you talk when you don't have any pants on <laughs> <laughs> it does seem to be helping I like it. So that was his favorite experience. Let's go to yours. Do All right. Show. So an amazing experience I recently had was was my birthday experience. My birthday happened to fall on a Saturday, which was the love and bondage at our local club, which was absolutely amazing. Our couple good friends that went with us, we met for drinks and some fun and some dinner before and then went to the club in which I absolutely hoped and imagined that I would be tied up by Sir Tommy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> at the Love and Bondage event that I had heard so much about. I so desperately wanted to be one of uh, Tommy's rope slits. We went to the club that night. I wore the least amount I've ever worn to the club before. Super fun. Definitely thought about my outfit for weeks and weeks and didn't decide until about an hour before we left the house on what I was going to wear. At the beginning of the night, I wore a black bra with a bondage strappy top with some chains on the brassiere. And then the bottoms, I wore leather shorts, tall black boots, and fishnets. So the top was leather straps. It formed triangles around her tits. At the corners of the leather straps, there was chain links that all connected to a point right over the nipple. So her nipples would poke out through the middle of this ring. Yes, they would. (laughs) I have a few pictures of it. It was incredibly hot. I do not hint it. So we showed up to the club that night, had a couple drinks and met some friends and talked to some people. Um, And then we started to look around at some of the different exhibitions that they had. One of which was Tommy, who I was super interested in since I had seen him tie up NASA at a previous event, Mm -hmm. uh, which was pretty amazing. And I heard and saw (laughs) about her experiences. I did go over to him. He had an opening. So Mike had actually gone to the bar, which he went to go get us another drink. And I was trying to decide if I wanted to do it or not. So G and I were talking and he's like, you should do it. Like, all right, fine. So I went over there. Like, I'll be with you. Like, do you want me to go get Mike? I'll go get him right now. I'm like, no, I'm okay. I want him to come back and see me getting tied up. Like I want him to come back and see me all ready to go. This is exactly what happened. And I was like, that's really fucking hard. Yeah, it is. Because I was just picturing myself walking back in the room with you doing that. I was like, oh, that would be fucking Because <laughs> normally I would be like, no, we should get it. But I was like, no, no, no you're right. He should walk back and in on this. And G was such a gentleman. He kept checking on me and he's like, are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. So Tommy was such a gentleman. He introduced himself and he's like, all right, well, take your shorts off. So I did. All right, take your down your tights. And, and then I like, I took down my tights and he's like, 
all right, do you see where we're going here? And he's like, you just need to get naked. And I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm getting naked in the middle of the club. There is multiple people watching. I got this. Like, I got this. Deep breath. Here we go. I looked over at G. He's like, you got this. And I'm like, okay, I got this. I started to get completely naked. It was quite the experience just being naked in front of that many people. Just kind of like looking around and seeing people there. It was an experience kind of not having Mike there, seeing me and knowing that I was doing it. It was kind of hot knowing that like he wasn't there, but that he was going to come back and catch me like that so here i am getting completely naked uh just standing there completely vulnerable in the middle of the club he was like hey my name's tommy and i'm gonna touch you a lot I'm like all right here we go <laughs> and like here we go I-, I got this he starts to tie me up he started with like a corset around my stomach and then kind of went down my legs and then he ended up tying my legs up in an ankle up situation with a and- figure eight in between your thighs yes Basically, so you couldn't put your legs down. So your I knees could were not up. put my legs down yes. at all, even if I tried, which I did at multiple points, <laughs> try to put my legs down because I was like, it was unreal. It was unreal. Tommy proceeded to the wand on me. Well, first, before he did that, he took your legs and spread them open and then tied those ropes off to the side so as you could not, couldn't put your legs down and you couldn't close them. And at one point you started to close them a little and he goes, oh, okay, I need to adjust and <laughs> pulled the ropes in certain ways. The next thing your legs are open. I'm like, okay, yep, that worked. <laughs> it was about this time that Mike came back into the room and was like jaw dropped to the floor. <laughs> like my wife is naked on a table being tied up. This is hot this is happy fucking birthday to her <laughs> so i actually came back into the room way earlier than that but you were in totally a little, did. A little <laughs> shock state he was in right? there when i came back up to you and told you don't worry you know <laughs> you were fully naked but you were still standing up but you were in total shock okay i think i'm ready for this i don't know i'm gonna do this yeah i wanted it so bad it was really refreshing to know. Like I felt was super comfortable with Tommy since I had met him a few weeks prior. I felt comfortable with him. I felt comfortable with G. I knew Nick was coming back. I knew that Nessa was there. She was my girl. She had me the whole time. Like, you know, there was nothing bad that was going to happen to me. I was in a safe space. It was all going to be good. I was going to enjoy myself no matter what. And it was so comfortable. You yeah. just had to combat the nerves. That it was did. the hardest part. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure you went through that whole thing. Every <laughs> time. Every time. Right, right. Yes. And I always look at her like, why all- are you nervous? You you love this. <laughs> Let's tie your, your ass up. You strip naked in front of a group of a whole I, room of people. A whole tie room of people wanted Guys to see me like, naked. I'm I in. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Gee, I don't like whether this is going right. I don't. Like, <laughs> wait, nor does Tommy. I can tell you that. <laughs> Mike joined her at her head and was holding her arms. And I thought that was really hot and very sexy that the connection that you two made that I was just watching you guys just build that connection while Tommy's like kind of working on the other end. I was so comfortable and happy. I felt so safe that no matter what happened below, I had my man there. He was right there protecting me and just comforting me and holding my ass down. (laughs) It was super odd. I wasn't holding your ass down. I was no, holding you were holding my hands down. Tommy was holding your ass down. 
Your bottom half was tied down. The ropes were holding my ass down. But it was the most crazy experience. For the most part, I tried to just stare at Mike's eyes and at him. I looked up a few times at Ness and G since they were paying good attention to me while I was on the table all tied up and Tommy was playing with me. And I'm pretty sure that they had their time too. But um, I waited till Tommy was done. <laughs> I just felt so comfortable with the whole thing. It was hard to look over and see like multiple people people that were watching this whole experience happen, but it was really kind of hot knowing that they were there. Even if I didn't look over at them, just knowing that there was someone watching and that whole thing was incredibly intoxicating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was quite the birthday knowing that I was. So she's getting flustered just <laughs> thinking about it right oh, now. At one point in time when Tommy was playing with her, all of us were around at the time. People were playing with her nipples. Tommy was playing with the one. And I was trying to keep her arms back behind her head. My intention was to keep her from being able to look around at the people that were in front of her. Because when she would look around and see people, she would get nervous. And then she wasn't able to enjoy the experience for herself. The idea of the people watching became her focus instead of enjoying the moment. So I was trying to hold her arms back so that her head would stay on the table and she would look up and see me. As Tommy was pleasuring her with the wand, she was enjoying herself so much that she would contract and she would tense up and her whole body was lifting off the table. And I had her wrists in each hand and my body weight was over top of her and she was pulling me onto the table (laughs) as she was reaching that point of climax. And I'm much bigger than she is. And literally she was pulling me onto the table and it took everything I could do to keep from falling on top of her as she was getting to that point. Did anybody else notice how fucking loud she gets? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tommy has that effect. Yes, he does. (laughs) At one point, we we walked around the corner, and some guy was like, you got one set of pipes there, girl. (laughs) I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. (laughs) My name's Melissa. How are you? My name's Melissa. I have no pants. It's my fucking birthday, and I'm a rope slut. I'm Tommy's rope slut. So, funny story. We met this amazing couple, actually, at the ball, who asked us to join them the following week at the club, which we were super excited about. We could not wait to be with them. They were actually meeting another single fella in which I had ironically talked to in the past and him and I were supposed to get together as like my first single uh, experience. And so we all got together and they had actually invited another couple into the room. So there was, I think, seven of us. It was an amazing experience. There was a couple who had only done soft swap. So at one point, Court was on all fours on the bed and she had a fellow behind her. I was also on all fours on the bed and there was someone behind me as well. Her and I had some instant attraction and wanted to kiss. So her and I went in for a big old kiss at the same time that one of the fellas decided to thrust into me, (laughs) sending my mouth straight into hers. Uh, Her and I immediately lip locked, had the most amazing kiss in which I realized that there was a chunk of something in my mouth. I had actually broken a tooth on her tooth. (laughs) 
Um, so I was like, what is this? And realized that I had chipped a tooth, one of my very front teeth on her tooth. It didn't exactly stop things. Everything was just kind of going as it was. Everyone that I've told about this story, they're like, so did you stop? And I'm like, no, no, nope. Just kept going. I mean, what was I going to do? I wasn't going to glue it back in and then keep going. Like. No, it was amazing. I just kept going. What'd you do um, with the tooth? I'm not even it's sure. Gone. Like, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I, I just like, pulled it out of my mouth and it's like, I don't know, in the garbage can there. So I'm not going to lie. That would have been so cool to have here. She spit. <laughs> she didn't swallow. I did not swallow the tooth. For the rest of the night, I was like, wow, I just chipped a tooth on another girl's tooth during an orgy at the club. While like, getting, mad about while it. getting railed from behind. I was being railed from behind and <laughs> lost a tooth. This is pretty epic. Uh, Mike told me that I should tell the dentist this story. A hundred percent. Listen. No. hundred percent. Absolutely. No way. So I wasn't even involved in this incident. I was off playing didn't with even somebody know. else. <laughs> when she told me the story, instant turn on. Like, are you really? One, you're making out with another beautiful woman. For, she that's is, check. She's super hot. Right? I liked that. <laughs> Two, you're both getting railed doggy style from behind, trying to make out with each other. First of all, maybe you should just be necking because you're putting teeth in front of each other. It is a dangerous at this point. <laughs> that just speaks to like the attraction of the moment, right? Like you guys are both trying to make out while getting fucked from behind, like instant boner, super turned on. I wish we could have found the tooth. We would have framed that. Like it would be on the mantle for years. And the fact that you didn't quit is just like, all right, cool. That's- yeah, it was my first accident. <laughs> Love yeah. that. Melissa's first accident. <laughs> so why do you guys continue to swing now? At the end of the day, like it's made us closer as a couple. We have a an amazing relationship. We're both super happy. Let's point out the obvious first, right? Sex is fun. Meeting new people that we can actually connect with on multiple levels is fun. The people that we meet, yeah, it's fun having sex, but we also have built some amazing relationships that go way beyond just the bedroom, which is wonderful. And at the same time, it brings up issues and challenges that are not always the easiest to deal with, but it continues to push us to be able to talk to each other about things that we probably never would have talked to each other about before. I'm not going to lie. It's not always easy. I think I've told you guys off the air before, like I've always been the most confident person on the planet. And for the first time ever in my life, I've gone through some bouts of some lack of self-confidence and it's hard. But what it has done is it's pushed me to talk to Melissa about them, which I never would have done before. And I think that goes both ways. At the end of the day, while it's fun as hell, it continues to push us closer together and to communicate better. We talked about last episode. My only rule in all of this is we talk about everything and we don't ever leave any details out. It's amazing that how after 19 years of being married to Melissa, I am learning more about her every day and I absolutely love it. Whether it's the lifestyle or just the situations that we've put ourselves in to push us to be able to communicate more. To me, this is building my relationship stronger and I'm loving it. Both had our times in which we're like, hey, listen, this is what I'm feeling. I feel like I'm silly for feeling it, but this is where I'm at. We're both in the exact same situation, but one of us is feeling a little bit different. (laughs) 
We call it catching a feeling. Okay. Right? Like if something comes up and it strikes one of us as an uncomfortable way, and a lot of times we can't even describe it. Something happened. There shouldn't be any feelings. Like it's it's a completely okay above board issue, but it just catches us off guard. Like makes one of you uncomfortable or Yeah. yeah. Yep. We've each been in that situation a couple of times and you know, it's brought us closer together because we've been like, Hey, this is what I'm feeling. I can't help what I'm feeling. The other person's been like, I think you're being silly because we're all on the same page here, but I understand that your feelings are your feelings and we need to deal with that. Mm -hmm. I did. And what, at one point I had one bout of jealousy with a female that he was with and I confronted him about it. And I actually met her out for drinks and her and I hashed it out. This whole time, I felt like I was being silly because I felt like I had no reason to be jealous. Him and I are in an amazing place. Mike and I are so happy. And I felt like there was no reason why I should be jealous of the situation. But like, it was just this crazy feeling that I had and I felt like I needed to say it. So I sat down and her and I hashed it out and she completely understood and was on the same page. Like if we need to change things, turn things down a little bit, like whatever we need to do. It was, it was a great experience to just hash things out and just talk with with him about like how I was feeling and how he was feeling about everything. Is it weird to say we're learning how to in late middle adulthood, we're learning how to express our own feelings better? No, it's totally true. Yeah. It's amazing. Like I, I, and I, and I kept saying, Hey, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you are texting her. And I feel like every time I look over that you're texting her, there was one point in which we were playing at their house and I looked over and him and her were going at it. And I just had this strange feeling. It was such a good connection. And I just felt like they had some crazy connection that somehow I didn't have. And I like the whole entire time, I knew that it was stupid. Like I knew that it was silly that I had this feeling. I knew that it was a lifestyle thing and that I shouldn't be feeling this. And that I have a very similar situation with her husband and that him and I talk all the time. And then it was really silly. But at the same time, I had a feeling and I had to tell my spouse about it. So we hashed it out. I let him know, listen, this is where I'm at. And he's like, I think you're silly, but your feelings are your feelings. And we need to address that. And this was one of the first times that we had to cross a bridge where I had to take a step back because like, I'm super into this chick, Mm -hmm. right? We do connect on a lot of levels. The last thing I wanted to hear was my wife doesn't like what's going on here, right? Mm -hmm. But I had to put everything else aside and put my relationship first and say, okay, I respect your feelings. I don't have to agree with them, but I have to respect them and I have to go, okay, your feelings are more important than anything else that's going on right now. We need to be able to hash this out first because you're my priority. And I think at the same time, she was feeling silly about the whole thing because she knew I'm into this chick like and that we have a great time together too she didn't want to wreck that but the reality is our relationship uh, is number one number one <laughs> like if if we got to shut this down right now whatever it is you're my absolute priority and to be able to have those conversations regardless of if reality matches the feelings or not to me, that was the first experience where we had where we went through a trial or an issue where it didn't matter what the reality of the situation was. We both had to say, okay, here's an issue. This is you and I. What is our priority? How are we going to make sure that we stay in connection with each other? If we got to cut ties, if we got to walk away, it doesn't matter. You matter. This is where we have to go. And it was a really good test. It was a really good trial for us both to go through because it 
forced us both to put our feelings and relationship first in consideration over anything else. You're doing great. What's cool about it is after we had hashed this out, we are incredibly close to this couple, all four of us. We get along amazing. We do stuff together all the time. And shit worked out, which I think we're all grateful for. I think it gave us that real opportunity to cross a bridge and address an issue where we had to confront the, we're all having fun, but what matters? Can we pick the priority and figure out us first? It was a hard but good challenging experience for our relationship. Absolutely. That is fantastic. Absolutely. It is challenging to put your relationship first and your partner first when you're excited about a new partner or you're having a lot of fun. Not for me. It's, it's not <laughs> the, it's the thing. That, it's, it's important this... to put your relationship first when you're dealing with sexual connections. 100%. And the key is remembering why you're getting into it. Right. You're not getting into this to meet new people to move on to your next relationship. Right. This is a journey that you and your partner are taking together, enhancing your own relationship. If things or people are getting in the way of that enhancement, it's very good to take that step back talk about it. If one of you feels that way, just like you said, that's your feeling. I need to listen to that. I can't just say, oh, you're stupid and move on. It's okay, let's find out why you're feeling that way. What can I do different to make sure you don't feel that way? And even though she felt like maybe she was being dramatic about it or kind of silly, or maybe the feelings weren't really totally justified, but they were there, she still had to do something with them. And talking through it is what actually helped her decide, yeah, you know what, this isn't the thing. This is just two people that clicked as friends and that's great. And it's tough when you search out connections in the lifestyle. You search out the people you most like and the people you are most attracted to and right. the people you want to be with. And Both sexually and talking, uh, you name it. It's yeah. You're basically looking for new partners. That you have a connection with mm-hmm. to then see it in front of your eyes happening and you're seeing that connection. It's also triggers other feelings, right? Because now you're like, oh, I really wanted us to connect, but not that much. It's a really hard place to be. You want to have that connection, but you don't want it to go so deep that it starts to affect your own relationship where you're almost so well connected that now your partner's like, well, wait, where are we connected? Like, where does it leave our connection? And then when those connections become more than connections and things start to look not like a swinger situation and not like just enjoying each other's company as two people with like mindsets, it goes beyond that. And now a relationship is forming and you're not Polly. And now comes a time where you have to make an incredibly hard decision. And that Mike spoke of as if it were that easy for him, it would be absolutely cut it off, 100% done. 100%. No, no looking back. My relationship between my wife and me is of the utmost importance. That comes first. Yep. First and foremost. And I agree. And it goes right back to, it doesn't matter if you agree with the situation. Right. If that's how your partner's feeling, that's what's most important. Yep. And you say, you know what? That's how you feel? Cool. Moving forward then. Now, do you say something to the other person and let them know, hey, my partner's feeling this way, or do you just drop it and move on? So many situations that we will come across Mm -hmm. is so very particular to that situation. There are couples out there that would totally take that and be like, 
Absolutely. hundred percent respect to you. We will step away. We won't reach out, give you guys your space. We understand. And that would be an ideal situation where you could go to that couple, explain the situation, say, hey, we're newer to this, noticing feelings here. We need to cut this off because we just don't want to find out something when everything's falling apart. But there are unfortunately people who really enjoy the thought that they're breaking somebody up. Mm. They exist. There are women out there who enjoy the idea that they have become more important to a married man than his his wife. Now, we've definitely heard about that with the unicorns. Oh, I'm sure it exists in swinging couples. I'm absolutely wow. 100% sure it does. Because and this kind of speaks to the people that we end up hanging out with. Right. And we that we have, can probably pick up that vibe pretty early on. We have not come across this ourselves. Right. I'm not saying that this is something we see frequently. I'm not saying it's something that we've experienced firsthand, but I know it exists. I know it exists because I live my life. Mm-hmm. I see people. I'm very observant. I watch women and women are fucked up. Like. <laughs> We are, fucked. we are fucked up in the head. We are. Weird shit turns us on and weird shit makes us happy. And there is a subset of women that really enjoy the idea that they become more important to somebody than that person's wife, than whoever is supposed to be the most important person in their life. And it's sad. And I'm just saying it because it's true and not saying it because it's common or anything. <laughs> But in that scenario, in a scenario where you have a kind of a crazy lady, you may be doing yourself and your relationship a disservice because as soon as she hears this, she may not let go. She may become crazier. It's that, ooh, now I'm going to text you in secret. Don't worry. I won't tell her we're talking. Yeah, Mm. we can do this without her knowing. And then it becomes worse. (laughs) It just really fucks the situation. So ideally, with great swinger couples out there, 100%, you can go to that couple. You can discuss with them what's happening and and again i think she handled it perfectly by bringing it to him him going hey your feelings are your feelings let's talk this out and her going hey i want to talk to her go ahead talk to her that's great great idea let her know your feeling let her know what you're okay with and what you're not okay with Mm -hmm. and that's the best way to move forward because any good swinger couple is going to respect whatever those feelings are and to be honest If she had said, hey, Mike, go tell her that I only want you guys talking this much or this is making me uncomfortable, the back of her head would have been like, "Eh, did he say it? Did he say it how I wanted it? Did it really come across that way? The fact that she took the initiative to sit down with each of them individually and say, this is how I'm feeling, really was the best way to do that. And I give her credit because I'm willing to bet you, shy, quiet, jealous, Melissa never would have said that before the lifestyle. And I really think the lifestyle has helped her open up and flower in that way that she can feel comfortable saying that thing to another woman. When you're first starting out, that becomes of the utmost importance because that's when you're learning how to deal with all of these different things that are thrown your way. And to keep that in the front of your mind and as your goal and what you're always working towards is making sure each one of you are happy and that this is not something that is just propelling you each in two totally different directions is the key in a bowl. (laughs) I completely agree. What I don't know if we're going to agree on is which one of us is the diva in this relationship? Oh, gosh. We both have our moments. We really do. (laughs) I don't think one takes over fully, but I definitely know that you have plenty of your own moments. I do. I do. I'm not going to argue. But what's funny is that those moments are typically revolving around your outfit. Rarely ever mine. Well, yeah. When it comes to outfit, I'm totally, I'm more of the diva. But other things (laughs) outside of the outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is there a right outfit for a house party? 
there is something about purchasing a specific new outfit to go out that makes that outfit make you feel sexy. If I go out and buy an outfit specifically for something, I feel like that outfit, because the event that I'm wearing it to was thought of prior to, this is the outfit for this event and I feel super sexy in it. Versus when we go to like a party that doesn't have a theme and it doesn't have, there's nothing I have to follow. I just dig through the closet and I find something I already have. And those nights, I mean, you know, I like what I'm wearing. Was it a big plan to put this outfit together? No. I'm happy to get you a new outfit every time we go to the club if oh, it makes you stop feel better. It. No, don't you dare. My closet is overflowing as it we is. We can get rid of a lot of stuff we for can. club outfits. Yeah, right for club, right. <laughs> We can dedicate a whole area to club outfits. Most of the house parties that we've been to or hosted have had a moment where the women go change into something even sexier, typically lingerie or less. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on that? That's a tough call. <sighs> I know you want me to just say, absolutely. It's tough because you can't assume that every single female in the room is ready to make that switch at just one specific given time. Let's take, for instance, midnight. All the girls change at midnight. Well, what if one of the girls needs a little more time to warm up before she's ready to take her clothes off? That's kind of pushing her out of her comfort zone, and it's not really fair to her. However, I do not see a world in which having a house party without this type of turn at some point in the evening would work well, because that moment when the girls change, when you have that, okay, now it's sexy time, before it's social time, and we're getting to know each other, and we're feeling it out, feeling out the situation, now it's sexy time. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a point at which the mood, the energy, everything flips, and now you can push towards, otherwise, knowing our parties, we'd probably sit around and chat chat all night. And now- Matter of fact, the two times that we've done it, I've said, enough talk. How about you guys go change real quick and we'll see where this goes? Yeah. It's a tough call because I think that it's a necessary evil. It's hard because you don't know when you're pushing somebody out of their comfort zone. Now, also, another point would be that because it's all of the girls or because it's maybe all of the party attendees or however you do it, you don't even have to do it just girls. The guys can change too. Guys can take their pants off. But if everybody's joining in, then maybe that makes a singular person not feel so standout-ish. And that's what I was going to ask at the parties that we've been at, where you've had to go make that change. Have you felt more comfortable because it was the whole group of you going upstairs to change into an outfit and have that girl time alone where everybody's getting ready? And it's like, okay, here, we're doing this ready. Oh, you look great. Oh, you look, it's basically the club bathroom. Yeah. I don't like changing into lingerie. I know you, you prefer to rather, go, you know what? Everybody's down here. Let's now. get naked. <laughs> here's my outfit now. And now I don't have my outfit yep, on. No. Um, and as I was saying that, I was like, actually, you know what? You didn't change in half of these events. I'm not a changer. I just, I don't bring the change of clothes to the club, which is funny because I'm like, we need to have this at every party. But I also think that's why Viv has one hell of a fucking lingerie closet where she frequently was more than happy to share all of her outfits with everybody that's there. Yeah. But I think you're right. The point of it is to take those that aren't quite ready yet, aren't quite comfortable yet into a possibly more comfortable state or those that are like, eh, not for me tonight to go, okay, it was good seeing everybody. We're going to take this time to walk out the door while they're walking upstairs to change. Yeah. Have you ever had a moment where you couldn't see who was fucking you 
and you didn't know who it was at the moment. In our first puppy pile situation. I thought that was one. That was the only time I can remember being blocked, you know, where my vision was blocked so I couldn't see who was entering me, although I couldn't see it. I knew who they were because I knew who was all involved in the You had it down to three. But I knew one was next to me and the other one just finished. So while I didn't see who it was, I knew who it was. So it wasn't really that going in blind or feeling like, hmm, who is this? It could be one of many, but I knew exactly. And that's the only time I can think of was that first puppy pile that we had. I can't think of another time. You are typically the one who's more active bouncing around the room. Yeah, I usually approach my partner with an orgy situation. I usually am willing to walk around. Some people like, I called it, you know, like they don't want to move from their spot. So Mm -hmm. they let people rotate towards them where I'm more rotating through the room. And it just also depends on like that first puppy pile we had. It was fantastic because we literally were piled up. Yep. And the reason why I knew who it had to be when I couldn't see who was fucking me was because the one guy who just finished was next to me on one side and the other guy who hadn't yet fucked me was on the other side. With his dick in your mouth. Right. Or <laughs> hand, I think at that point. It went between different times. <laughs> it was a legitimate puppy pile. People piled upon people, hands everywhere, people everywhere. Whereas I feel like a lot of our puppy piles turn into more orgy type individuals playing and there's some touching between couples, but it's not so much of that pile up. Since that first one, you haven't really been at the bottom of the pile. That's true. That being said, how would you feel if you were laying on a bed with someone sitting on your face or on your hands and knees with your face buried in a pussy and someone comes and slides inside of you? I mean, I would expect it, I think. I wouldn't be I'm surprised. Saying, do you think there oh would be goodness, a level? Oh my goodness, where did this dick come from? <laughs> would there be a level of hotness in your mind of, oh wait, let's play the who the fuck is this game? No, I would no, play the really? how do I figure out who this is game where I would have to either turn around and look. Oh, or, oh, come on. How is that even remotely surprising to I you? I know. Speaking from experience, from the time that Elaine was sitting on my face and all of a sudden I feel a mouth on my cock and I'm going, hmm, who is this? It was really fucking hot going through my head of, hmm, could it be her? Could this be her? Could, wait, this really feels like Nessa, but Nessa was all the way over. How is this? And then going through all of it and then realizing who I think it is and then confirming going, all right, nailed it. I thought that was really fucking hot. Okay. I'll give you that. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't immediately just know it was me, though. I thought it was you, (laughs) but based on where you were, you would have had to do some Spider-Man shit to get from the other side of the room over two beds to get to me. And the fact that you were so eager to do it was even more exciting. I just have magical powers. I can do these. Yes. Fucking bit by spiders or some shit. I don't know. Why can't it be sexier? Why am I (laughs) Spider-Woman? Because you had to swing through the air because you're a swinger. So let's talk about the bridge. Describe it from your end because clearly it works for Claire and it definitely worked for you. It's essentially just taking what would normally be more of a top position, but coming from the bottom Mm -hmm. instead of the guy being on top and kind of being able to rail you from the top with a lot of oomph. He manages to flip it around, be on his back, pound away or rail on you from the bottom. Basically pushing you up in the air so you're in more of a hovering squat position. And then, and, using then that. and I think the nice thing is your own weight is kind of working against that. So the clap in between mm-hmm. or the force is that much better. It's definitely a lot of work on his part and not nearly as much work on the females. This being his first house party, he really needed to learn to pace himself. 
can't go all out like that with just one. If, if you're at a house party, you kind of have to work your way around. You can't run out of energy after the first one. Yes. <laughs> it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. But he was having fun. He was going he was. for it. And, he and had something I, to prove. Claire can probably bring it out of you with no problem. I was going to so, say, yeah. I think it was Claire. Claire told me the other day she managed a five-minute plank. So you know that Claire put him to it. Yes. Like it, yep. Yes. <laughs> She's no joke. Melissa got to meet Tommy at our fetish ball event and became very excited about getting tied up by him. That desire built over the month, month and a half that it was leading up to that. And she walked in the room and was ready to roll. Well, ready-ish to roll. Well, you played a huge role in getting her to be ready in the sense of just being a comforting person in her space, in her atmosphere, to be there for her, say, you got this, cheer her on. You were like her cheerleader, her wing man, you were everything. You were asking her if it was okay that Mike wasn't going to be in the room, if he was still getting a drink. You, were, I mean, there was a lot of concern coming from you about her comfort and or discomfort. She walked up to talk to Tommy. I know once Tommy gets somebody up there with him, they're not coming back down. I knew where this process was going. So that's why I came up and said, hey, you want me to go grab Mike real quick? And that's when she was like, you know what? No, I'm okay. okay. And I was like, that's fucking hot. I know exactly what she's thinking about wanting him to walk in and see that. And that would be really fucking hot. I could totally see me coming. Hey, I need a drink. Can you go grab me a drink? And then coming back and seeing you naked and halfway strung up being like, oh, look at you, girl. Oops. But it didn't take much for her to go, okay, yeah, let's give this a shot. Because early in the night, we had been texting and said, hey, are you up for this? Because I knew that you couldn't that night. And we were really hoping we could find somebody to really help Tommy out that night. And <laughs> I think we found him an excellent start. We sure did. What was it like for you to be heavily involved in that scene, but not be the one in the ropes? I very much enjoyed being a part of Tommy's work without actually being the center of the attention. It was nice to be on the outside and get to watch it and watch Melissa's reactions to everything he was doing because I could go there in my own brain and I could say, oh yeah, I know what that feels like. Oh yeah. And that moment she moves her leg a little bit closed and he's like, nope, these ropes aren't quite tied just right yet and he moves it and then you can just see the look in her face of oh shit and I've been there I know that look it's not an oh shit like a bad oh shit it's like an oh shit I'm in trouble and this is gonna be crazy it's a great oh shit so it was very much enjoyable to be on the outside looking in I just thought of a great idea for Tommy. I really want to find a way to get two, three, or four of you girls together tied basically in a mega scissor position where he just drops the wand right in the middle of the four of you <laughs> and just tugs you together. Interesting. I, I'm curious if it'll work. I don't know logistics if there's room, but just thinking of when you and Elizabeth were using the double dildo. Now, granted, in my head, when that was going to start, the two you're going to press together and one vibrator there. But the fact that you brought her own and you both had your own, nonetheless, that gave me the, hmm, what if you guys were all just right there and wow, that'd be hot. It's definitely painting a very pretty picture in my mm -hmm. head. Just four all of you these, just all, all tangled legs, together, ropes, rope, keeping yeah. you guys down, pulling you closer and oh, that could yeah. be hot. Very pretty in my mind. That would keep you from being the only one naked in the room. I'm not going to lie. One of the things I love about you getting tied up is the fact that you are the naked one in the room. I have for years enjoyed the naked female clothed rest of the people in the room, kind of like the embarrassed nude female, just basically 
one naked woman in front of a room full of people that are taking her in. And then you take it to the next level of being tied up and forced to orgasm over and over again. I love that. What's it like for you having to be that only naked person in the room? It's definitely a situation where you have to go somewhere in your mind and convince yourself that everything's okay. I'm definitely of that mindset of once the clothes are off, okay, all bets off. I'm here naked and you've all seen it now. So here we go. There's several benefits to being tied by Tommy. For me, it has to do with the actual ropes themselves. When they're tight enough, that definitely gives me a anxious release. So any anxiety that I have, which I am an extremely anxious person, and I think I do a really good job of hiding it, but I've spent my entire life hiding it. So I just know face to put on, but I am going crazy on the inside. I am just super nervous. If I probably try to talk, my voice would be shaky. My hands are probably shaky if you look at them close enough. I actually saw that when Tommy was tying you up in here and I was like, you know, most of these people and it was wow, why is she nervous? I didn't get it, but I definitely saw it. (laughs) I'm just an anxious person. And then you put me in front of a crowd and I'm like three times as anxious. And then you put me in front of a crowd and I'm naked. Now I'm crazy anxious. The only thing that really is my saving grace when I'm getting tied is actually the ropes and the tightness of the ropes that give me a sense of relief. Like as soon as I get a snug rope around me, it is definitely like a, like I've let everything go. And I've seen that. Now you say naked, but with Tommy, it's not just naked. True. You are exposing every private area when he ties you. You're exposing it to a room of people. This is not just a one-on-one, here's how you tie somebody up and, oh, look, that's my wife's vagina on display. This is a show. As soon as he opens your legs and your knees come apart and your vagina is just out there for everyone to see, for me, I have to go to a space in my mind of everyone is not judging my vagina. No one on earth would judge your vagina for anything other than amazingness, but... It's a tough position to be in because it's a struggle between allowing yourself to just completely let go and also being in a headspace of, I'm not just on naked display, but I am on display and I have to just overcome. It's a little more than just standing in a room naked. I understand, but you do really well at it. Something I enjoy very much. And it's something I can't wait to see you do again. I can't believe, and I'd love to imagine that if I chipped a tooth, I wouldn't stop. But there is no doubt in my mind. I'm like, where's a tooth? I need the tooth. We Give me a glass of milk. We're saving this. Let's go. Is that how you save a tooth? I thought, isn't that it? I, oh, I don't know. I thought I, it was. I didn't know. I can't fathom just going, yeah, whatever. Toss to the side and off we go. <laughs> Keep going. I'm not ruining the vibe. <laughs> I'm impressed. And for the record, I think she should totally tell the dentist that story. Oh, 100%. I mean, what dentist wouldn't like go home and be like, oh my God, you will never believe. I completely agree. This is your moment to go, all right, here it is, doc. I was making out with this chick in the middle of the seven-person orgy at a sex club. She was getting railed from behind, and I was getting railed from behind, and then we go in for a kiss. I mean, she doesn't even have to make it long and drawn out. Just enough detail that it's like, what? And then not enough to be completely clear on how you got there or anything else. Enough to give plenty of questions and just a little wink at the end and go, open your mouth, do your job. (laughs) Can you fix it? Can you make it extra strong for the next time so that I don't... (laughs) 
I will say that I have been railed from behind. I will be eating out a girl. And just that force from someone thrusting into you is so hard to push back and equal out your Mm -hmm. force back that I've had to stop eating out the girl because I was too afraid I was going to accidentally put my teeth in her pussy in a bad way. I will say watching you eat out a girl would make me thrust harder nonetheless, too. I I would get very, yeah. But then I have to stop. I know. And it's a tough balance. So I think for the guys, I mean, you need to pay attention to what the girl is doing on the other side of that thrust. Slow it down and enjoy it. Yeah. Not even that. Just time your thrusting a little bit better right i mean no look they're going in for a kiss wham Wham. (laughs) i wasn't joking i absolutely would have put that tooth on display here in like a little vial or something would you have have, labeled it i would have and what is just the stories of little collection pieces that we have here it would be great just something from each and everybody's sexident like i totally would have taken the broken chair oh from the house party yep that chair doesn't seem to fit in here i know nessa actually broke that when she was riding on There's like a date on it. That was Curtis and Names of the people. Yeah, you know. I had to replace their chair, so I figured bring it here. Court and Melissa tooth accident. Yep. 2023. You see. You get it. (laughs) Like a little museum of sexident. I I see. I do see. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.